Amen. Amen. Father in heaven, we thank you for this opportunity to come into your presence, to come before your throne, to receive your official word, Father, that's given by the Holy Spirit under the anointing. As the head of the church, Lord, you have called us to assemble together regularly that we would hear what it is that you want to say to us. I thank you, Lord, to help me to share what you have put on my heart to share today. And we thank you, Lord, for blessing us real good today. In Jesus' name, amen and praise God. Amen. Well, it is good to be in the house of the Lord. Amen. This is our sanctuary. This is our refuge from the world, our our place where we can feel safe to talk about the things of God. Amen. And to lift him up and exalt him. This is his house. This is his place. So we are thankful for that. So amen. I just want to uh, um, mention for the last time, our monthly special. This is for the month of September, which we are in still. Uh, it's our master prayer manual, the 25th anniversary edition uh, prayers that avail much more, making known to principalities and powers the manifold wisdom of God. That is a mouthful, but it's a good mouthful. Amen. Uh, I received a good report um, that this week from Detroit. Uh, you know, for we sowed a lot of a lot of prayers into that area once a month and teaching when we did our Detroit Rejoice Detroit meetings. Had to put them down because of the pandemic, and we're just waiting for God to tell us what to do, if to do anything about it. But one of the things that really blessed me is that Pastor Val and, and the church there uh, have prayer every morning. And uh, recently she shared something with me that was uncovered as a problem at their, one of their schools. And I asked her, I said, you guys, you pray the trick-or-treat prayers? Did you start them yet? Because we start them this time of year, usually around September late August, um, and so she said, oh, yeah, we've been praying those all along. I said, well, you got it, girl. I, I just explained to her that, that when we pray certain prayers, problems are exposed. I said, you realize that could have gone undetected for a long time and been bore fruit. I said, but if it's exposed, that means you can kill it. Amen. If he puts his head up, you step on it. Amen. So, amen. So, they get a can't chance to give the devil a big headache and put some some uh, uh, problems to flight and also help some children that might be involved in that. So it's it's a good thing all the way around. We just need to follow through on what God says to do, and it's not hard to do. So that's prayers that avail much more, making known to principalities and powers the manifold wisdom of God, $20, and you get this one for free, free shipping. And this is a devotional, Seven Weeks with Jesus, Volume 1. So it's a good thing to have a devotional. It's good to have a prayer man. It's good to have as much uh, weaponry as you can get because the days are getting worse. I've never seen evil. I know we say that a lot. It sounds cliche, but evil is terribly evil. We've got churches inviting transvestites in and celebrating them. <clears throat> In front of small children, they can't figure out that's wrong. So there's blindness there, gross darkness, even among people who are supposed to be in light. So we have to be discerning in this hour. Amen. We have to understand what God's doing, uh, but but it will not prevail. See, the gates of hell don't prevail against the true church. Amen. And uh, people who love God and, and are quit and do the will of God, 
we are the church. Amen. So praise God. So we're going to talk today about the fact that I am healed because I believe these things. I am healed because I believe these things. We're going to talk about things that uh, believers embrace to receive their healing. Uh, and, and it's good to understand how divine health works and how uh, the word works, how faith works, uh, all of these things. Uh, when we talk about uh, healing, uh, it's in the atonement. The same prayer that saved you actually healed you. Amen. But you're not 100% saved when you first confess. I know I wasn't. <laughs> and still working on it. Amen. So you you get it in by faith in installments, so to speak. As you walk with God and you embrace the more truth of his word, you take on more of that. You begin to walk in it. You begin to know who you are. Um, I sin a lot less than I used to when I first started. I don't know about you. Uh, I make fewer mistakes. I know more how to get a hold of God and, and how to believe him. And, and I'm learning more and more every day. You know, uh, there's there's more darkness to be uncovered in our souls. And, and that uh, takes the word, meditating on the word, to redeem that that portion of our souls and so we are in redemption mode every day and just in 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 by the same token we're in healing mode every day we are taking on more and more of divine health as we understand and meditate and receive and embrace the word of god so just like you don't quit on your salvation you don't you don't say one day well i prayed that salvation prayer and 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 I'm still in the same condition I was before, so I'm going to quit, and I don't want to go to heaven. If you don't say that, you shouldn't say you you don't believe about divine health either. You're going to quit praying for yourself to be healed, amen, and believing for that. In fact, you shouldn't quit believing for anything that you set your heart to believe. That's the test of faith, amen. Your faith is going to be tested, folks. I don't, you know, I don't know of any honor students in God's kingdom. Amen. We're all disciples. Amen. We're all disciples. That means you're a student. Amen. You are forever a student of the Lord Jesus Christ. And it's a good thing. Amen. I know some people who would rather go to go to school than get a job. You ever seen them professional students? They know about every government grant, every loan and they keep that stuff in their pockets and live in the parents' basement until they as gray as the parents are. You know what I'm saying? They lack that stuff. So it, it's not all bad to be a, a learner for the rest of your life. Keeps you out of the land of stupid. Amen. Amen. <laughs> so we shouldn't get perturbed if it. We have to put forth some effort to learn some things, and if we have to wait and and study and pray and and trust god and believe him from day to day it's just part of the normal christian life so so i thought we we could talk about a a few of of the scriptures and and get some understanding of of believing you know you can can declare yourself healed because you believe certain things amen it is all a matter of faith it's not a matter of how you feel it's not a matter of what the natural is telling you, 
or how you feel about things in the natural. It's really a matter of trusting and believing God. So Isaiah 53, I am healed because I believe his stripes healed me. Amen. I am healed by his stripes. Isaiah 53, 1 says, who has believed our report? And to whom is the arm of the Lord revealed? The arm really means God's power and his strength. For he shall grow up before him as a tender plant and as a root out of dry ground. He has no form nor comeliness. And when we shall see him, there is no beauty that we should desire him. We believe that's referring to Jesus and especially when he was on the cross. He is despised and rejected of men, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. And we hid, as it were, our faces from him. He was despised and we esteemed him not. But surely he has borne our griefs, carried our sorrows. Yet we did esteem him stricken, smitten of God and afflicted. And this really refers to the fact that all of Jesus's followers, when he was put on trial and taken to the cross, they all left him. They all rejected him. They all esteemed him very, very lowly uh, and, and considered him not to be who he claimed he was. It says here, what we didn't know is that he was wounded for us, for our, not for himself, for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement or punishment that brought us peace with God was laid upon him. And with his stripes, we are and were healed. Amen. So so it talks here about the fact that there was a penalty against us because of sin. Until that sin is atoned for, that penalty stands. Amen. So this is why we witness to people. This is why we preach the gospel. We are attempting to bring people to an awareness that there is a penalty against them, that they're, they're, that penalty is canceled by the work of the cross. All they have to do is believe and confess what they believe. Without confession, there is no uh, covenant. You don't enter into a covenant except by confession, by what you say, by vow, all that kind of stuff. It comes because of your confessing of what you believe in your heart. And you must believe the truth. So we believe I am healed because I believe that his stripes heal me. Amen. My stripes mean nothing. Feeling bad about how you what you've done and all that. Really, that's part of your conscience becoming aware that you're separated from God. But that doesn't pay for it. Amen. And I don't care how much you beat yourself up and say I did wrong and all of that. It's good to admit that and it's good to confess it, but don't take it too far. That does not pay for what you did wrong. You can't pay that price. Amen. God had to send somebody who was sinless, acceptable to him to pay that price for us. Amen. It was sinless blood. It was a lamb without spot or wrinkle, without defect, no fault in him. Nobody ever found fault in him. Amen. The only people that found fault in him were the false accusers. People that told the truth said, I find no fault in this man. Amen. In fact, Pilate was willing to let him go. He got forced into, amen, by the the Jewish government. 
And so we we must know and we must understand that the penalty for our sin was paid by one and only one person. Amen. And that is the Lord Jesus Christ. We need to understand that he was examined by God the Father. Just like the lambs, the, the offerings that were brought to the temple for sacrifice during Passover, they were examined. They had to be watched to make sure there was no fault or defect in them. And so God the Father examined his son as he walked the earth, and he found no fault in him. Amen. And so he was acceptable, the only person acceptable as a sacrifice for our sin. He was not born in sin like the rest of us were. Amen. He had a a human mother uh, as a vessel to be brought forth through him, but his his, uh, inheritance did not come from a human male. It came through the Holy Spirit. And so we need to understand that he was a different kind of man. He was what we would call the God man. Amen. 100% God and 100% man. And so in wrapped in human flesh, he found himself to be limited to what God the Father told him to do. And he passed every test. Amen. He passed every single test. So when we understand the perfection of the sacrifice, that was given for us, it was much greater than the bulls and the goats that they sacrificed during the the Old Testament because this was one perfect sacrifice made once and for all for all of mankind. Those sacrifices had to be repeated over and over and over again. So they were object lessons. They were teaching tools where God taught people how sinful they were and how limited we are in pleasing him. But when his perfect son came, that ended all sacrifices for all times. Amen. No more need for any more sacrifices. The father said, this one's perfect. I found the one and he's acceptable in my sight. Amen. And so that's how we're able to receive Christ and receive the atonement. You must renounce your old life. You got me? You can't just take God on as a side passenger. In a sinful life, you have to renounce the old life. If you don't, God will keep talking to you about it until you do the right thing. Amen. There are lots of people who think they're saved or, or, uh, uh, you know, walk in that knowledge of both kingdoms, the darkness and light, and they're still competing with them. What they need is what we call conversion, where your soul gets convinced that sin is wrong. Until that happens, you need to be converted. You can't walk down both sides of the road forever. You've got to choose one or the other if you're, you're going to be really sold out to God. And so when we, when we understand that God has a, a commitment involved that we need to make to him, just like he's committed to us, Jesus said that we are to deny what? Ourselves. Deny your flesh the right to run your life again deny your sinful appetites power in your life deny your mind the desire to run rampant and think all kinds of crazy thoughts you know consecrate yourself to the lord and and then god begins to build the new life on the inside of us he begins to build health he begins to build 
wealth. He begins to build all of the kingdom blessings and benefits that are available to us through our conversion by the atoning blood and through our our uh, strength that we start to gain as we walk in harmony with God. You have to be in Christ for these things to be true for you. You just can't put salvation in your pocket and run off and do what you want to do. So that self-denial is extremely important. You know, you could be a, a good worker in the church and carnal. You know, Paul told the Corinthians that. He said, you are yet carnal. Amen. So they had some work to do. We all do. But but that's the good part of that, that God opens that door for us to receive everything that we need for him from him. If we struggle with with self-denial, he helps us with that. How does he help us? Through his word. You start meditating on that word and you get converted. The Bible says that you're transformed by the renewing of your mind. It, it doesn't come with just coming in and sitting. It doesn't come with, uh, you know, watching Christian television. It comes through renewing your mind. And what that means is that your mind has to take on a whole new energy. It has to take on a whole new life. And it has to grow in that new life. You can't just live in the depression of the old person and think you're going to be a, a Christian, too, and be successful at it. You have to make some efforts to, to look at the way you think and say, you know what, this ain't right. This doesn't line up with God's word. God, what does your word say? And think on those things. Isn't that what the Apostle Paul said? He said, whatsoever things are true, that's God's word. Lovely, noble, a good report, praiseworthy, thankworthy, not not critical and negative about oh, people in the church don't do this and eh, they treat you bad and all that kind of stuff. You know, don't think on those things. Amen. God, I have a good church. These people are good people. These are your people. I love these people. Amen. That's your job. Your job is to love. It's not to be decritic. We don't have such a position in God's kingdom. Amen. God doesn't even criticize us. He'll let us come under conviction. He'll let you see yourself. <laughs> and then you make up your mind how you feel about you. Amen. And if you're not satisfied, you say, Lord, help me. Help me, help me, help a sister out. That ain't right, and I know it ain't right. So I need to straighten that up. Help me with that. Amen. Because we can't do it by ourselves. We need his help to do everything, everything kingdom related. We need his help to do it. So it's it's, it's a good thing. It's a good system, folks. This is the best system you'll ever have. You can be God is more willing in, to forgive you your sins. He's not interested in punishment anymore. That's just not where he's at. If you think anything about you're being punished, you're in the wrong road already. So just let that go and, and just thank God. God, I got off with murder again. Got off scot-free one more time. Amen. It's the truth. Amen. Amen. We're all as guilty as murderers or thieves. Don't don't put yourself above nobody. Amen. <laughs> all it's all the same broken law. Amen. So so we we have to rejoice in that, that, that God is more interested. In helping us and perfecting us than he is and taking us and putting us in a corner and shake his finger at us and all of that. It ain't, that ain't this kind of kingdom. Amen. We learn, but we don't learn that way. Amen. You learn through the word and through the power of the Holy Spirit. And guess what? If you don't get it right the first time, 
you get to repeat it again. You keep repeating it till you get it right. Amen. <laughs> Amen. So God heals all of our diseases. By his stripes, we are healed. Amen. He is our substitute in sickness, death, and poverty. So he took our place. So what do we receive? We receive his life. We receive the life that he's in right now. Amen. Which is resurrection life. Which means that as many times as the devil tries to punch you and you and knock you down, resurrection life causes you to bounce right back up again. Amen. And duck is punched the next time. It's not like you're a professional punching bag. Don't get that wrong. Amen. I think we get spared more punches than we ever receive. Amen. Because some of the stuff that we do and get mercy, we should we could have been punched out a long time ago. Because the devil's accusing us day and night. He watches everything we do. You do one wrong thing, he reports that to God. Amen. And so we, and, and God doesn't move on all that stuff all the time. He'll tell them, go somewhere. Then my kids. You don't just come up here and talk to me about my own children. Amen. Amen. So, so God is good and he's merciful. That's what the devil hates about the kingdom. We get mercy. He had the book thrown at him and we get mercy. Amen. That's why he hates us. He hates mercy. He hates love. Cause he can't have them. Amen. He got evicted from heaven of all places. Amen. A perfect place with nothing to complain about and he can't stay there. Sound familiar sometimes? <laughs> Amen. <laughs> so we have to watch ourselves. Amen. It, things can be, you can have one thing that, that you don't like about your life and it'll make you depressed for days. You understand what I'm saying? It's the devil likes that. So the more he can keep us upset and disgruntled, the more he likes it. Amen. That's his job to get us over in his camp. He's the one who hates everything. Amen. We have too much love in us to let it go to waste. Amen. We have to shed that love abroad in our hearts by the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. So, so God heals us out of his goodness, not out of our quote unquote perfect obedience or whatever we think he he heals us out of his goodness and sometimes just to prove it we can go for days stumbling and messing up and all that kind of stuff and then come back to reality god it's not about my good behavior i mean i want to behave but it's your power that causes me to do anything good you don't do that on your own so you can't take credit for it amen so when we receive out of the goodness of God, then then all we can have, the, the only thing left to do is say thank you. You know, to be a person that's thankful every single minute of every single day. Amen. Because of what he has given us so freely. You have a choice. You know, people in the world don't have a choice. When they go to the doctor, they have to accept everything the doctor tells them. You know, they'll get a cancer diagnosis and they'll first day they, oh, we're going to fight this. With what? You understand what I'm saying? You have nothing to fight it with in the natural. 
But in, in, in Christ, you have victory already laid out for you. It's a done deal already. Amen? So you can refuse the diagnosis. Now, I don't, don't go in there arguing with the doctor. You went to him. You know, that man is just doing what he's supposed to do. Well, he's limited. You don't have to sit up there and say, nah, nah, nah. <laughs> just save that, okay? Tell the devil that stuff. Because he, he's the one that put the report on you. <laughs> Amen. Amen. A lot of times you can stand in faith and, don't, faith and don't have to go anywhere. You know, I mean, that's possible too, folks. You don't have to go or, and stay off of WebMD and all that other stuff. All it does is fill your, your soul with, with negative information. You don't need that. Amen. You, you you need to know when you know your your spirit man has truth in him. So what do you what do you believe? Do you believe truth, or do you believe what's of the temporal world? Amen. Symptoms. You now, let me let me get back exodus 15 that's where i want to go let's go there now we can talk about as much as i can help you with help myself with <laughs> you understand what i'm saying we all know in part but what you know you need to operate in it exodus 15 and 26 says if you will diligently hearken to the voice of the lord your god this is a statute and an ordinance, which means this is not a one-time thing with Israel. This is the, when they first left Egypt. They're going into their promised land. As they go into the promised land, they run into problems. Who doesn't have problems? You're going to have, the, the Bible says in the world you have tribulation or trouble. It's part of the world system. Why? Because it's sinful down here. You got the the sin. I mean, even if you don't do anything, quote unquote, wrong, you little liar, quit saying that to yourself. You can have a wrong thought. You you can be you can be fasting and think about a hamburger and feel convictions. Cut it out. We're all subject to to weakness in the flesh. So God made it an ordinance. He says, "I'm gonna make a law for you right now. This is the law." That I'm giving to you. So I can keep you in health if you will do what I tell you to do. Listen to my word and obey it. Same, it's the same law now. Obedience to God's word is what causes us to walk in divine health. Amen. If you diligently hearken to the voice of the Lord in the law of God is love. Amen. Don't hold no grudges. Quit being mad at people. Quit being so sensitive about everything and let love be the rule of your heart. Let love govern your life. Amen. When you walk in love, you don't have any problem out of disease, out of the devil, out of any. Nothing can step stick to you. Amen. That that becomes your spiritual Teflon. <laughs> you know, nothing because you please God. This is one commandment. Love God with all your heart, soul, mind, strength, your neighbor as yourself. Amen. So when you love God, you love your neighbor. There's no difference there. You can't love one and not the other one. It's got to be a, a package of deal. And so God set forth this ordinance and this statute for his people. 
cannot it it's never revoked old testament new testament it's all the same thing and he says if you will diligently hearken to the voice of the lord your god do that which is right in his sight give ear to and this was hard back then because they could only hear the word when when the priests were reading the word to them but they were told to take it home with them and rehearse it in their ears amen so they were to take what they knew home with them and operate in it same thing we have now whatever the holy spirit when you sit down and read your bible the holy spirit will begin to show you things that are pertinent for you that the words jump off the page remember you you take it with you and you keep thinking about it all day long because it it does something for you it registers with you and you find out that god wants to use that word to help your life you need that word the next day amen and so it's the same thing now and he promises if you keep his commandments well what happens when i break one you confess and ask god to forgive you and get your blood cleansing and keep going on about your business amen you keep going but you go in humility under him uh, understanding that you have to please him it's not about pleasing anybody else you got to please him and once you please he's the only perfect one that that makes the law we have to obey so when you break god's law you've offended him we so worried about people and what they think and but yeah well you know i i I would apologize but you go and do what you got to do you know you don't offend god there's nothing is important enough for you to to have to prove to anybody that you offend god amen you got to think about him you got to please he lives inside you they live someplace else amen so you got to keep right with god you have to keep short accounts and you got to walk with him amen and he says give ear to his commandments listen to what he's telling you read your bible and keep it and he said i'll put none of the diseases upon you or your children that you that he brought upon the egyptians think about the ones that you have responsibility for too and you'll find out you know it's worth it obeying god the little bit of stuff i have to do to please him to be honest with you it's worth obeying god in order to keep all my household under his protection and and that's the blessing the great blessing of serving god it'll it'll heal your goldfish amen walking with god will heal everything in your household it's a wonderful wonderful provision of his covenant and so god tells them this is the condition i'll put none of the diseases upon you so this is what we stand under with the atonement of christ this is how you can refuse disease well what about the symptoms well let me tell you about symptoms what i what i feel god has shown me symptoms really are what we would call false witnesses you're either healed or you're not if you're healed and symptoms are attacking your body that is a false witness against you now are you going to believe what are you going to believe you're going to believe the false witness and say i have diabetes i have cancer i have this i have i have i have or you're going to be in isaiah 33 24 nobody in this land will say i'm sick 
you don't say you're sick. You're living in the promised land. You don't say you're sick. You obey the word of God. See, this is where the debate comes in people's heads. But I feel it doesn't matter. That's a false witness. You have to accept once and for all the word of God. You're either healed or you're not. If you are healed, you are not sick at the same time. So you don't claim the disease. He already said none of the diseases will I put on you if you obey my voice. Well, I don't know if I do or not. Well, you better find out how. If you don't know how to obey God by now, I don't know what to say for you. But you got to meditate on this until it makes sense to you. This is why a lot of times people keep I'll say, I'm healed, I'm sick, I'm healed, I'm sick. Amen. It's like, uh, <laughs> I always think about that crazy movie. It's an old movie. Chinatown with Miss Faye Dunaway and Mr. Jack Nicholson. Or she said, she's my sister. He said, slap my mother. Slap my sister. Slap my mother. I'm healed. I'm sick. I'm healed. I'm sick. I'm healed. I'm sick. Are you in Chinatown or are you in the kingdom? Help me out, Poppy. Amen. That's right. Huh? <laughs> As it wound out, she was his daughter and her sister. You know what I'm saying? But whatever. We don't live like that. Amen. We live in the kingdom. You're one or the other, and you need to make up your mind. Once you make up your mind, you stick with what you say, no matter what you feel like. Huh? They used to sing that song, I'm not moved by what I see. Hallelujah. I'm not moved by what I feel. You got me? You got to not be moved, folks. And it's not impossible. It's totally possible in God. You need to ask him how to do it. I can't tell you how to do it for you. But I do know that it's possible. If it weren't possible, this wouldn't be fair for us. For God to tell us that we that we have no disease and then we wind up finding out later we have disease. It's up to you what you believe. What do you put your faith in? Is your faith in God's kingdom or is your faith in this temporary see all false witnesses come from this natural realm because it's built on lies everything we see and can touch is based on a lie the devil set this up you got me he set it up on top of God's creation. Amen. But the governmental systems, the way people think, what they believe, what they do every day, that's the devil's work. He is the God of this world. And so, but the fact, the good thing about this is that if it's of this world and sickness is of this world, it came in with sin. Anything that came in with sin and iniquity is of the world. If it's of this world, it's based on a lie and it's temporary. Only the word of God is eternal. So that pain in your arm, if that pain weren't temporary, you wouldn't go to the doctor to ask him to get rid of it for you. So you prove that right there. 
why is it when it comes to God's remedy, we act like that ain't valid? You understand what I'm saying? Yeah, I know I go to the doctor and all that, but, you know, they had him pills. Well, so does God. He has medicine. His medicine will take. The thing is, we don't know as much about his medicine as we do about the natural realm. You'll only get it if you go into the word and start asking God to help you to make these things real to you. So we got to quit the natural source and go to a better source. Amen. But this, these false witnesses, all false witnesses can be made to, to, uh, can be refuted with truth. That's all that needs to happen is truth needs to come in. And what is truth? It's God's word. When the word by his stripes I am healed comes into your heart and you begin to meditate on that and you begin to rebuke pain and rebuke symptoms, they flee. Now, they may come back to taunt you again, but it's up to you to be vigilant over those things and make them leave permanently. There are people where they have what, what they we call uh, different levels of what they call pain tolerance. Some people can walk around with pain and totally ignore it. Doesn't bug them at all. That's a built-in immunity that your body has to protect you. Pain is really nothing but a warning to your body that something's wrong somewhere. And once the warning sounds, you know what, what it means. So you go on about your business. Amen. If it's severe, you might have to go and get some natural help for it, which there is nothing wrong with it. But don't think you've got that. That doesn't mean you have any kind of disease in your body. If you accept the fact that by his stripes you were healed. Your healing doesn't leave because you get a pain or you get a diagnosis. Your healing is permanent if you if you believe it's permanent. Symptoms in, in, in any kind of illness is temporary, is from the temporal realm. It's from this fake world we live in. Amen. And it can be removed when truth comes in. Any false witness, their testimony can be refuted by the truth. Look at some of these people that are sitting on death row or get life They're waiting for truth to come in and exonerate them. Sometimes the courts are so screwed up, you know, it's hard to get a reversal. You know, and it's unfortunate. But judges side with prosecutors, side with people that have handed down sentences already. So you got to pry the system loose in order to even get a consideration for a new trial. But God is moving to do it more and more. You know, we've seen more and more of, of there are many things that that have transpired, you know, at least since we've been praying and we can observe. You know, the fact that you pray means you have an opportunity to observe some changes in things. You didn't have an innocence project 35 and 40 years ago. You didn't have places where I was looking at this this woman. She's a friend on Facebook. She, uh, I would see her posts, and I just would would it, you know, said, well, Lord, you know, let me help pray. You know, this lady wants her boys out of jail. I said, I don't know the the 
the facts, but she says that they were wrongfully convicted. And they found a, a uh, uh, police investigator that had falsified so many reports against young men back in the day. Her boys have been in jail for 25 years, but she never quit. And, and through what they've been doing in, in correcting the records of this one, one person is doing this to dozens of people. She had two sons put in jail at the same time in their early 20s. They haven't seen dead daylight in 25 years. But she never quit. Her hair was dark and beautiful. Now it's gray. But she's still standing. And they got out just this year along with some others that have been in as, as they look at the records. You know, these people put billboards up around Chicago of all places. Talk about hard to get a good fair trial there. My goodness. And so God is doing things, folks. False witnesses are coming down. And it's the same thing with false witnesses of our health and our healing, false witnesses to our prosperity, false witnesses to all of these things. Every door that's closed against us is open because of the atoning blood of Jesus Christ. So you don't have to accept disease. Definitely renounce it. God, I don't have disease. Amen. Why is it? Galatians 5, 2 tells you why you don't. I am healed because I believe. And Amen. Um is this the one I want? Is it five thirteen maybe? Oh, come on now. Yeah. Or is it three? Galatians three. <laughs> yeah, it's three. Why do I put five in here? Yeah. All right. Like I said, yeah, three thirteen. Sorry about that. But Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law. Amen. Why? He was made a curse in our place. We couldn't break the curse. We had, when we, when we say things like, I break the curse of so and so, we're just affirming what he's already done. Amen. It's like praying the word and saying, I'm healed. I break the curse. Amen. I set my words in agreement with the word that's already spoken by Jesus. Amen. So Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law. Because he was made a curse in our place. He had to do it in order to break the curse off of our lives. The Bible says, Cursed is everyone that hangs on a tree, that the blessing of Abraham might come on the Gentiles through Jesus Christ, and we might have the promise of the Spirit through faith. When you have the Holy Spirit, the curse is broken. He don't live in nothing that's a curse. Amen. So you are redeemed. You are made holy. He dwells in you and he's pleased to live in you. Amen. I don't care how rough you are. 
Do you understand what I'm saying? I'm the roughest person. You might look at him and say, I don't see how God puts up with that person. He live in everybody that invites him in. Amen. They don't come too rough for him. Amen. <laughs> Amen. So, so being redeemed from the curse of the law means that in order for the enemy to put disease on us, he would have to purchase us back. You got me? Once you've been redeemed, that means a a price has been paid for you. The price of redemption, the price of atonement has been paid for you. And God sets you free from that curse. The devil can't break a curse off of you. He He can't help himself but try to put it back on you. Amen? But he has no power over the curse. Well, when I get sick, are you sick or are you healed? See, this is where the problem is. People are so busy trying to defend their right to be sick. I don't care if you have a good defense for it. You ain't sick. If you belong to Christ, if you're in Christ, you are not sick. You are redeemed from the curse of sickness. Now, see, we like that when we talk about money. If you're redeemed from one part of the curse, you're redeemed from all of it. You don't take a portion and get redeemed and then keep it on something else. So you got to make up your mind which one you are. I can't do it for you. You can't do it for me. Praise God. We all make our individual decisions. But we are redeemed from the curse of sickness according to Galatians 3.13. You want to believe that? Or you want to believe you're sick when you feel something in your body. The devil have you feeling 24-7 chasing down symptoms. Amen. I've seen Christians do it. I went to the doctor and they said they can't find anything. So I'm going to another one. What are you looking for? Why don't you go to your word? Get stronger in that and you'll lose the desire to go and have sickness verified in your body. And Jesus hung on a bloody cross for you to be free. And you're going to say that doesn't mean anything to you. You'd rather have sickness just to win an argument, a mental argument in your mind. Huh? See, we're not supposed to have answers for everything. Did you know that? Yeah, when 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 you still have symptoms in your body and you declaring that you're healed, you don't have to have an answer for the symptoms. Well, somebody's happy. Where do you get so smart, Einstein? You got to have God's answers for everything. That's where faith comes in. You take it by faith. Faith just believes. It don't explain everything. Amen? Now, we're to get understanding, but the secret things belong to the Lord. Amen? God started telling people a little bit of revelation. They go on to write a book about it, go on a world tour, make a lot of money off of it. He knows better than that. We make merchandise off the stuff real quick. 
it's interesting how free the gospel is now that we've been on lockdown. Everybody's on the internet. Everybody's preaching, not charging for CDs, downloads, books, tapes. It's all free now. So maybe God can get some work done. And little conferences they used to have, you had to pay for registration. <laughs> uh-huh. It's all free now. You turn on any anything on, on the Internet and get pretty good sermons. Amen. And ask God, you know, God, find me a, a, a church to go to or assembly to go to where I can fellowship with the saints. Amen. And and people can start receiving freely what God gives freely to everybody instead of us having to charge for everything. Making PayPal rich and Cash App rich and all them people rich. Amen. Just a thought. Amen. <laughs> so God says none of the diseases. That was the Old Testament. In the New in Galatians 3, we are redeemed from the curse of the law. Wherever the curse shows up, whether it's sickness, poverty, the second death, which we talk about eternal death, we're redeemed from all of that. So, But you can't pick and choose what you want to be redeemed from. Amen? You know, we don't condemn people for going to the doctor. You go where you, you want help. You go where you think you can get help. But you got to know that that help is limited and be thankful that God has eternal help for us through Jesus Christ and through our faith in his word. All you got to do is continue to believe the word. The good fight of faith really is nothing more than you fending off the thoughts that come from the world. You're resisting what the world is telling you how to interpret what's going on in your life. You can have symptoms in your body. There's two interpretations for those. Amen. One is that you're redeemed and they're leaving. Amen. Two is that you have disease and you got to deal with it in a natural realm. So which one do you want? I'd rather have something permanent. This stuff doesn't belong to me and it's got to move. When is it going to move? As soon as I make up my mind that it's got to move, it'll move. And keep it moving. You don't have to see anything to know it's got to move. Sometimes healings sneak up on us when we least suspect they're coming. They they come on in there. Amen. It's amazing how not attending to the negative can cause the positive to begin to manifest. So sometimes we just have to forget we're sick. In quotation marks, we got to forget symptoms. And didn't Abraham did do that? Abraham got his youth renewed by what he didn't think about. See, when stuff gets your attention, it gets your focus and it gets your You start to invest your energy in it. You start to invest your time into it. Sometimes it's good to just forget what you, what you claim you have. 
Forget your diagnosis. Amen. Don't think about it. You don't have that and it don't have you. Unless you want it. Oh, I don't want to be sick. Well, then declare that. I'm not sick. Not that God's going to heal me. I'm healed already. See, your position means everything. Amen. If you decide you're healed and the enemy's just trying to put this on you, I don't care what kind of weakness it is. If it's something God didn't give you and it's not good for you, you can resist it. It's of the world. Amen. The devil likes to keep people in the flesh so he can keep them focusing on what's wrong with them, how weak they are, what they got to work on, what's not right. No, stay over here in that that land that says I'm not sick. Nobody in this land will say I'm sick. We don't say that here because we're not. We're redeemed. Amen. We are redeemed. Now, you can go around wondering, well, what about, what about, what about? That's where you need to go in your Bible and answer your what about questions. Amen. God will answer them for you if he wants to answer them. But sometimes you just need to accept truth. You know, if the Bible says it, you got to make up your mind. That's what the truth is. And you're not going to spend your time on trying to figure out anything else. Amen. Well, what about this? What about what about it? As long as we entertain it, it's not going to go anywhere. Amen. It's it's like a a bad comedian or a bad actor. You know, as long as you pay attention to them, they come back and take a second bow and come back for another encore and tell another bad joke. And sometimes you got to tell that that, uh, theater in Harlem, the Apollo, they didn't put up with that. If your act was bad, that they say, nah, shut up. Nah, did you, is that all you got? And then the, what's his name with, with the broom would come and sweep him right off the stage. Amen. That's what we need to do with symptoms. Amen. Just come sweep him right off. Nah, uh-uh. No, no. You didn't do. You're not for me. Uh-uh. I don't want you. And God didn't give you to me because he's a good God. He gives me health healing and wholeness and that's what i believe so i am healed because i believe i am redeemed from the curse of sickness and every other curse there is amen we have to treat sickness like we do poverty like we do uh, going to hell all they're all in the same package so we should not make a difference one between another. We should hate all of the curse and not receive it. Not just hate it, but not receive it. See, no, that's not for me. Uh-uh. I have an inheritance with, of God with mercy, goodness, wholeness, health, prosperity. Amen. Now, God's prosperity is not where money is just going to fall in your lap. Amen. You got to set your hand to something. And something legal. Mm-hmm. And hopefully something God approves of. Something he's called you to do. Amen. Something that your gifts, talents, and abilities will allow you to do freely. Amen. And you get paid for it, that kind of stuff. And God will, he will cause, he creates new 
new types of businesses out of need, sometimes necessity for his children will, will start new things to come into being. But we got to be willing to do things God's way. You know, I know uh, Malachi 3.10 says he'll open the windows of heaven and pour you, but that ain't money falling in your lap. Really, what they were talking about, they were talking to people who were basically farmers. And the windows of heaven open means rain to come down and, and water your crops. But you got to get out there and plant something. You don't plant nothing. Ain't nothing coming up but weeds. See, God makes sure you labor. What what comes up? You ever you ever looked at in your yard or something like that and realized there's stuff comes up here without me doing nothing? It's never any. It's never corn. It's never tomatoes or anything you want. You got to put in effort to get them things. But the weeds come up by themselves. Amen. And so if you want weeds in your life, do nothing. Don't set your hand at anything. But if you want to prosper, you got to put out there and choose what you want and sow that seed. You want health, you sow healing seed into your your hearing. Let yourself hear about health and healing all day long. Amen. Sow that kind of stuff into your, your hearing. And embrace it and accept it. Don't sit up there and doubt and say, well, what about? What about it? Amen. What about it? You won't get an answer from God because he ain't thinking about that kind of crazy stuff. You either accept his word or you don't want his word. But I'm telling you, everybody gets to the point where it's serious enough for them to go in that Bible and say, well, let me let me start studying. They've been telling me I should look at this and look let me get in there and start seeing what god says about it amen it it and it's a good thing for you it's a good thing for all of us that it gets to the point where we have to take god seriously and take him at his word amen and just believe the word of god don't let your mind keep arguing with you about stuff i know we think that's cute sometimes you know some people think they're being intellectual or smart when they can argue with stuff all the time. Amen. You, you don't need to be like that. We're, we're people of peace. We know how to embrace truth and accept truth. Amen. Amen. So, so I am healed because I believe I am in Christ and he ain't sick. Amen. That we draw from his life. We are in his resurrected life right now. Amen. Yeah, but I don't feel, I don't care how you feel. You b- believe first that you're in him. Don't believe in what you feel. This time tomorrow, you're going to be feeling something different. Or five minutes from now. Amen. You ever see somebody stay home, uh, get a sick day from work, and convince themselves that they ain't feeling good? Let something come on that TV they're excited about. You the, the dead get resurrected real quick and the infirm get instantly healed. Why? Because they focused on something different now. Before they was focused on them, now they're focused on something different. Amen? So your feelings can change very, very quickly. Amen? Second Corinthians five seventeen. I think it's 5. It says, if any man, therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Never been here before. No fingerprints, no priors, no nothing. 
old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. Amen. And continuing to become new. You don't have everything perfected in you day one when you're saved. You're a seed. You have a seed of eternal life in you. God has to cause that seed to prosper. How does that happen? Yes, study and meditate on the word. That word transforms you. It feeds the seed of word that's already in you. So every time you read and meditate on the word, that seed of eternal life, being born again, salvation, whatever you want to call it, gets fed more. And that tree of life begins to grow in you more and more and more. And pretty soon it begins to overshadow any death that was working in you, just working on the word and allowing that word to become prominent on the inside of you. Amen. Most of us have experienced at least some of that. We've had symptoms or we've had uh, uh, disease try to attack our bodies. You fight it off with the word of God. You find symptoms get less and less prominent. Health begins to spring up, speed up. Sometimes it's things we can measure. Sometimes it's it's pain or absence of pain. We can tell that word is prospering in us because it's getting less and less prominent in our bodies. Amen. I had a, a thing recently. My ankle began to swell, and and uh, I had Miss <laughs> Pesce. <laughs> Thank you, darling. She's interested. Um, as one awake, amen. <laughs> Praise God. But uh, anyway, uh, I I was trying to call it different things, and I would have you know, having been a nurse, having been, I renounced nursing. I won't go back. I shan't go back. Amen. <laughs> they can't come get me. Amen. <laughs> Not even for a good cause. Now, it ain't like I can't take care of nobody now. But anyway, it's been so long ago. I look at, I look at people, what they can do. I said, whoa, they can do that now? Ooh, that's that's interesting how that works. But, um, but uh, um, what was I saying? I was talking about. But, but, you know, when you, those old things come into your head. You know, when you got medical experience or nursing experience, you learn stuff. You got to fight that, too. You have definitions and, and, you know, diagnoses that pop in your head when you start to get symptoms. You have to fight that. You can't just, oh, now I know what it is. That's not your comfort anymore. You got me? You can fight that off. So I'm fighting that off. I decided I wasn't going to call it anything, even though part of me tried to know what it was. Do you understand me? So then we got to got to fight on that level too so you know i mean it's not impossible god's word will take care of everything but but i was fighting that and it seemed as long as that thought kept getting prominent the pain got worse and the swelling didn't go anywhere and just daily in the word and meditating on the word reminding the symptom it couldn't stay trying to stay off my foot as much as possible, all of the above, about a month later is starting to finally subside. You see what I'm saying? You can make up your mind how you're going to 
do this. And I, I decide long time ago, winting is the best thing for me. Winting hobbling. Winting standing on one foot so the other one doesn't have so much pain. Winting this. Winting, you got to still went. You got me? You got to have all of that going forward with your faith so that these symptoms can leave. The day I sit up somewhere and take a day off and prop that foot up and stare at it, I'm cutting my, you understand what I'm saying? I can't afford to do that. And it's not going to kill me. You understand what I'm saying? Well, what do you do? I go to Dollar Tree. I go to Aldi's. I do a lot of online stuff, too. <laughs> that keeps me out of having to go somewhere. Amen. I call ahead so they can put it in my trunk. Amen. <laughs> so you understand what I'm saying? You do what you do. Amen. You do you. And you don't allow yourself to get in a place where you are forced to focus on your limitations. You keep going. Amen. If it, if I had a, a job I had to go in, I'd go to work. You understand what I'm saying? You go, you punch in, you do what you do. You don't try to bank up and count how many sick days you supposedly have saved up so you could just be sick. I'm not sick. I'm healed. So I went. Amen. It didn't kill me. I'm not looking for sympathy. I wasn't tortured by all that pain. You understand what I'm saying? I was winting. God protects you when you're winting. I realized it could have been worse, but I went it. Amen. And you keep winting. That's what you do. So that's what healed people do. They act like they're healed before their symptoms are totally gone. And then you understand that the day will come. It will come to pass. You can have what you say. Maybe not immediately, but you can have it. And it will come to pass. And that's how we live as believers. Now, that's just me. You do you the way you do you. But be winting and be expecting and be healed every day, every hour of every day. Don't let the devil twist your arm with symptoms and make you change your confession about yourself. You keep the same confession. Amen. Even if it's your last breath, I'm healed. You got me? You don't know it's your last anyways. We all have taken our last so many times. Oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. Huh? We all been on deathbed number one, deathbed number two. Death, I can't go on any longer. It's got to quit. You understand me? We have been there and done that so many times. Amen. Like who was that opera? I think it was Camille. She died on at least seven different couches. You, you understand? Or Carmen. I don't know which one it was. Somebody got stabbed at the end of the play and. She said some words and fell on the couch and he got up and said some more and fell on the other couch. And, amen. So we know how that goes. We get drama anytime we want to. But God says we're healed. We have to take his word. And the proof of it is Jesus has stripes on his body, his glorified body right now where he is. When he puts that up like that, that says you're healed. Amen. That lets you see you're healed. So he has evidence that he took stripes on his body for us to be healed. 
you got symptoms here and there which are false witnesses. They're subject to, to leave as soon as they see his stripes. Amen. The devil, if the spirit of infirmity looks at the stripe of Jesus, he got to go somewhere else. He can't stay. They can't occupy the same place at the same time. Amen. So he has to go. Well, how does the devil see his stripes? By what you tell him. You tell him you're healed. You tell him you're redeemed. And he can't buy you back. Amen. Devil, you don't own enough to buy me back from Jesus. Amen. I'm not for sale. I'm not up for the bid. Amen. I'm off the market to you. You can't have me. Amen. To And... and People can get healed just by resisting the devil, refusing to let that stand. Even people that, that go go the natural route for their health, the fact that they are taking a stand against sickness means that they have an opportunity to claim health now. Amen? And if they need the word of God, God will see to it that some one of his kids Stops them in, in Dave's parking lot and tells them that they're healed. Amen. And prays for them. So God will make good on all this. All we have to do is our part. Your part is to resist the devil. Tell him he can't have you. And you're healed because you believe you're redeemed from the curse. I firmly believe that. I'm curse proof. Amen. I don't care how many people try to put it back on you. Amen devil is you know he gets the church working for him sometimes crazy nonsense all the people that taught you were cursed because you didn't get him your 10 percent amen (laughs) i'll prove i ain't cursed i'll go down the street and give it there and get blessed you will curse me in here for not giving i'll take it someplace else i like people that talk out of both sides of their mouth you either want to be under somebody who will bless you or you not. Amen. I am redeemed because God has cannot lie. God cannot lie. His word is true and he cannot lie. Hebrews, I think it's chapter 6 here. In Hebrews chapter 6, verse 13, it starts. It says, For when God made promise to Abraham, because he could swear by no greater, he swore by himself. That means he swore on his own life and he swore to himself. He swore by himself to himself. Abraham was really not involved in the cutting of that covenant. He was asleep. When Jesus went to the cross, we, 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 the people who were alive then could watch, but they didn't participate in that covenant. Just him with the Father. So Jesus has sworn to himself and the Father and the Holy Spirit everything they're going to do for us. He hasn't promised us anything. We have to believe he promised it to himself regarding us. And if we believe, we receive it. Told, totally different. 
because if he had promised it to us once we quit believing see if howard when you married your wife you swore god's words in front of god you made the vow to her but the promise was made by god because you used his words and his system to do that so that brings god into it to enforce it it's not the only thing we do is say yes or no and he enforces it you know how he enforces it when you have a ill ill thought about your spouse god steps in and tells you stop doing that you got me that's how he enforces it real simple it's the same thing with every quote-unquote promise or every word of god in the bible these things have been sworn to god by god to enforce these things so if they were promised to us based on our faith alone once we quit believing the promise is gone see if it was just a promise that god made to you as an individual once you quit believing it that promise is gone from your life How then can God say that when you're faithless, he is faithful because he can't deny himself? The promise wasn't made to you. It was made to him. Because he know we would walk away from cream cheese if we could. Yeah. Much as I like cream cheese. You understand what I'm saying? You just getting a, a fit one day and say, I don't like none of this stuff no more. Huh? But the reason he can bring it back into your life when you're feeling more spiritual? Come on now. Y'all know we throw them fits where we don't want to do nothing right and God ain't real no more and he didn't do this yet and he didn't do that right. And so once we get beyond that and get back in the spirit. Oh, God, I'm so sorry. I love you. The only reason that can happen is because he didn't promise you nothing. He promised him. So he's working on his promise to himself that he'll take care of you. You just become the recipient of it. Thank God for that. Thank God Abraham was asleep. He never heard a thing. Adam was asleep. He never heard a thing. Amen. So when those covenants were cut, God made promise to himself by himself on his own life and on his own ability. So really, all we got to do is stay in faith and or stay repentant when we lose faith. Because God is going to do it one way or the other. He's going to fulfill that word. Now, you can stay faithful and be the recipient of it, or you can go someplace else. But God is going to do what he promised to do in that situation. That's why when when we have 
moves of God, revivals or whatever it is, God is really keeping his word to himself. Because decades and centuries will go by and nobody gets saved. The church stays dead. The church stays dormant. Then one day, all of a sudden, God will talk to somebody and things come back to life again. He wasn't waiting on somebody to want revival. He wants it. He moves when he wants it. And he'll get somebody down here to go along with him if he needs man's permission and man's help in doing those things. When he involves us, it's only so we get the benefit of it. We're not running nothing. You know, these people who say, God said revival is going to start here, they're a joke. A J-O-K-E. Because you ain't running nothing. Thank God you're not running it because you run it in the ground. God starts things when he wants to, where he wants to. Everything's on schedule as far as he's concerned. The church isn't backslid and not capable of doing. You ever, God knows how to waken us up, folks. We are no problem to God. You understand? We're not holding up nothing. Everything's on time, in schedule. Nothing missing, nothing broken. Amen. The midnight train will go off at midnight. You got me? Because God is in control of these things. Why? Because when he could swore by no higher, he swore by himself to himself. And all prophecy must be fulfilled before the end comes. Amen. Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you for understanding. We thank you that we are not under a man's covenant, but we are uh, under the covenant of a holy God. He cannot lie. He will not lie. He doesn't want to lie. He does not lie because it's impossible. Everything he says is truth. Even if it don't sound right to us, it's still true. So, Lord, we thank you for truth. We thank you for understanding. We thank you for blessing. Thank you for miracles. Thank you for favor. Thank you for health and healing, prosperity, all the blessings of the covenant. We thank you for those because they belong to us because we believe. And we honor you and we love you for it. In Jesus' name, amen and praise God. All things are possible to him who believes. Amen. Praise God. Amen. Amen, amen, amen. If anybody needs prayer, I'll pray for you. And I'll pray for the people online when I'm done. Praise God.
here have been prayed for by prayer for people on the internet. Father, I thank you for people that are reaching out to you. You are the one with the power. I have just a vessel and I release it to your people watching in Jesus' name. Receive the power of God in the name of Jesus. Amen and praise God. Amen. We know the anointing destroys the yoke. That means crushes it. It cannot be put back together again. And oftentimes symptoms linger because the enemy wants us to think that it's not been destroyed. So we have to stand even on that word of God. tells you, no matter what your eyes tell you, no matter what your ears tell you, heaven enforces when you speak God's word. So remember that when you speak the symptoms, they have to go. You can't stay around. Amen. And so they, you stand on that and believe that you have authority over all the works of darkness. Amen. Praise God. Father, we thank you for what you've done today, how you've helped us. You've encouraged us and strengthened us. We are more healed today than we've ever been in our lives. We thank you, Lord, for the children's bread every day, our healing bread in Jesus' name. All right, I don't have Rona. She don't have me or monkeypox or anything else they think up does not have me. Thank you, Jesus. I believe by your stripes I am healed. Amen, amen, and amen again. It's so decreed. Amen. Praise God. 